Amen. You know, I, I know that we often say this, you know, turn to your neighbor, you know, and say it's really good to see you. I, I hope that it don't just become autopilot, you know, just go through the routines, you know. Uh, everybody is a gift from God. Amen. Uh, I, I, I want to remind us that every moment is supposed to be cherished. You know, I want to make every moment count. I, I don't know why, I'm, uh, but as we grow older, we start to value the things that are right before us. Cherish relationships. Amen. Are you all with me here? <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to see whether you're awake or not because of your mask. You know, I hope you guys are ready for the Word of God. Uh, I just had extra prayer you know, especially, you know, when Brother Kelvin was saying that uh, he's my backup speaker. You know, I say that, wow, Pastor, I really don't have a word, but I pray for you. <laughs> you know, uh, now we have backup one, backup two. Amen. Okay, so, you know, anything can happen and I really love uh, what I'm feeling. Again, I want to thank the church for the effort that was put in last week. I still am in shock. You shocked me. I thought Milo was here. I'm still thinking about that, you know, uh, 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 but grateful, you know, all the effort that you, uh, you know, uh, made to remember us. So today I really want to talk about reasonable faith. Amen. And next week we're going to talk about levels of faith because I think that we need to know where we are at. You know, the reason why I'm talking about this topic is because we are bombarded left, right with worldview points and and, and, and again, sometimes we do not want to engage in reasonable conversation. I say that Christianity is really a very logical and reasonable faith. Can, wow. Thank you for that overwhelming response. I say that I can sit down with somebody and defend. Because if you don't know how to defend, then you don't know your faith. Amen. I mean, I, I like to engage when someone from saying that, oh, there's no God, really? Let's talk about it. So you say that, you know, the word existed, there was a big explosion, voila! The Webster's Dictionary is formed. You believe that? So you, you, you walk by and, and I tell you, oh, this just created itself. I mean, you think that I was crazy because I, I think that we can defend. Amen. Amen. And, and we are so afraid because the world there, just because you have a PhD doesn't mean they are smart. And I thank God for scholars. I thank God for uh, Brother James Little, who is my old friend. You know, Brother David Bernard and, and all other people that, that Josh McDowell and, and, and William Lang. You know, if you know those names, these are people who are defending the faith, giving us argument. And, and you can find this, you know, there's a website called reasonablefaith.org talking about things that, that the world is talking about and how we can defend the truth. Amen. So let's do a little bit of revision here, okay? We talk about what is faith. We talk about the different dimension of faith. Faith is first believing when I don't see it. Faith is obeying when I don't understand it. Faith is connected to giving. Faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. Faith is thanking God before I receive it. And last but not least, faith is trusting if I don't get it. Okay? Today, I want to give you the idea that, that 
that, that is reasonable faith. Amen. Some Christians have the idea that faith and reason are in conflict like oil and water. They think that one takes over while the other leaves off. In reality, faith and reason work together seamlessly to help us know and love our maker. Many Christians perceive a conflict between reason and faith. On the other hand, God tells us in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, come now and let us reason together. Amen. How many of you like to reason with God? Amen. I love to talk to Him. You know, there are times where I don't get it until I obey it, then I get it. Amen. Okay, so again, I want us to lift our hands today. Let's ask God to touch our minds. Amen. Let's God, ask God to sanitize our mind. We're going to be watching some video. But I, I, I want to give you confidence in the Word today. Amen. Amen. That, you know what, there's no better way than what we are doing today. Amen. And then at the end of the day, you will also realize that maybe I call myself a Christian, but my reasoning is atheist. You know, Funny, uh, everybody become biblical view of when they talk about death. But they've been living the whole life without God and suddenly their thinking change because of fear of the unknown. And they become double-minded and they are unstable in all their ways. Hey, look here folks, either you believe this or you don't. You cannot take this as a buffet spread. And, and, and let me warn you millennials that you have a very dangerous position that when you read the Word of God, it's supposed to change you, not you change the Word. Can, can, can I hear a big amen to that? You know, when you read the Word, it sometimes doesn't make you feel good. Like for instance, if the Word of God says, I got to have six packs. I mean, if I say that, okay, it's not found in the Word of God, but just imagine, if the Word says, I have six bags, guess what? I need to have six bags. We don't change, oh, in that culture, uh, in that culture. And then if you start doing those things, and you become the lawgiver where the Scriptures warn us there's only one lawgiver. Amen. So you know what they do? They acknowledge a God and they don't glorify God. That's what the scripture says. We're going to go into that. They don't glorify God and they start to play God. They start to interpret the word of God according to their culture, according to popular opinion. And they become like atheists. You know, someone asked an atheist, where do you get, can you explain if there is no God, where do we get our morals from? Well, I feel like it. I feel this is good for me. And it's, 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 it's a general consensus of everybody. Then, it's morally good. That's dangerous. Like for instance, Scripture tells us, you know, fornication is wrong. Premarital sex is wrong before marriage. Can everybody say amen? Come on, everybody say amen. Are you with me? Amen. But just because the culture is doing it, when they call you, ha, you're still virgin. <laughs> is it right? Oh, the Bible is old-fashioned. Let me warn you, we've been talking about truth. Truth transcends all time, all gender. There is a moral law giver, and his name is Jesus. 
Are you with me here? Come on, I need you to raise your hands. You know, I don't care whether you are in the popular group or not, but at the end of the day, we're supposed to walk in truth. Amen. To stand up for truth, to say things that in love, to speak the truth in love. So that's why I'm talking about today's topic. We can reason. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Again, the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, By sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So we attempt to show unbelievers that our belief in scriptures is reasonable, is justified and is logically defensible. Amen. The Bible makes sense. I mean, I've been in this. I did not grow up in this. Okay? But when I became a Christian, it makes sense. How to invest money, it makes sense. How to have good relationship, it makes sense. How do I treat my wife, it makes total sense. How do I become a father, it makes total sense. This is the best thing. This, this is the Word of God. Amen. And I'm so glad for the Word of God. Every day when I wake up, people are still looking for the manual of life. But you and I have the Word of God. The Word is like a lamp unto my path. Thank you. Everybody should be standing up. That's why. Pastor asked you all to stand for the reading of God's Word. Amen. Because we want to acknowledge His word will always remain. I, I, I've heard someone say this. Really stuck with me. I'll give you a word picture. Some people try to twist truth. You know, like an elastic rubber band. Let me tell you something about truth. Truth always wins. You can twist it. You can manipulate truth to make yourself look good. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It will straighten you out. Truth will always win in the last days that your sins will be manifest before people. Truth wins. Everybody say amen. <laughs> and then on the other hand, we are supposed to walk by faith. We're supposed to trust God and not lean on our own understandings. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Romans chapter 1 verse 7 uh, says the judge shall live by faith. You know, which is it? Are we supposed to reason or are we supposed to live by faith? Are we supposed to rely on our intellect? drawing rational conclusion, rejecting those things that don't make sense? Or are we to accept the teachings of the scripture without regard to logic and reason? It even it does not make sense. The apparent conflict between faith, reason troubles many people. That's why they don't want to engage. Amen. It's so mystical that I cannot explain to you. That's not true. It's so practical. Amen. When they are properly understood in the proper biblical context, however, any apparent conflict disappears. Everybody say amen. So again, yes, we are to have good reasons for what we believe. And yes, we are to have faith. In fact, without the latter, we could not have the former. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me here? We're going to be giving you lots of illustration here. You see, every morning I live by faith. Because my wife, before I go, will give me 14 tablets. 14. 
she will say, nah, remember you to take your tablets. Okay, it's health supplement. Uh, you know, she said, remember to take the supplements. Yeah, I take it by faith, but this faith is not without reason. I trust her that she loves me. There's a reason. It's not just about blind faith. There's a reason behind my faith. So these two work hand in hand together. She will give me. I think she, if she wants to poison me, I will still walk by faith. And I'll never know why my stomach, huh? stomach ache. I don't know what she's giving. I, I never complain about it because... The reason behind why I have faith is because she's been a good wife. She loves me. She's proven herself time and time again. I don't need to know what each tablet is for. I mean, she give me green tablets, 10 of them. I'm like, what is this? One not enough, but green tablet, chlorophyll. I don't know what he does. And then one big circle one, orange. What is it? Omega oil. I don't know what it does. But I trust her because I have a relationship with her. And that's why these two complement each other. It's not just only blind faith. And that's why young people, when you come into faith, even the reason why people lose out in faith, they have not reason. They have not find. They, they, they take a hearsay. But you have not exercised your reasoning power. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. You know, again, you know, when you, you ask people, I, oh, why, uh, you know what, why do you believe in the Bible? I guess I just have faith. Huh? What kind of answer is that? I mean, I, that's why we want people to go to unlocking the Bible. Amen. I mean, it, it, we want to make sense to you. Amen. We want to help you understand and reason with you. But at the end of the day, it takes more than reasoning to believe. It takes the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Reasoning is important. Reasoning is a gift by God. But it is the Holy Spirit that brings conviction to the Word. So we do still need the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Amen. The Bible does not promote a belief in irrational or any type of unwarranted blind faith. People who take this view would say that Christianity cannot be proven and the reason lead us most of the way to God and then we must make a leap of faith in order to make Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. But biblical faith tells us another different story. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So biblical faith is not blind, but is strongly warranted confidence. The phrase hope for does not imply a mere wishful thinking as I hope next week uh, the weather is good. Rather, the Greek word indicates a confident expectation, the kind of confidence we have when we have a good reason to believe in something. Biblical faith is having confidence in something you have not experienced with your senses. Biblical faith is not blind. It's not the act of believing without a reason. Biblical faith is the act of believing in something unseen for which we do have a good reason. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you getting this? 
You see, I have a good reason to believe God's word because he's been true to me. He's been a good God. He saved me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So again, rational releasing would be impossible without the biblical God. I want to show you a video right now. Y'all can download this, but it's a powerful video that tells you why the belief in God is absolutely necessary in the days that we live in. Okay, are the video ready? Wave your hand if the video. Let's play the video. You know, nobody asked me if I wanted to exist. Yeah, one day, boom, there you are. And you think to yourself, why am I here? Well, what do you think? Is there a reason we're here? Do our lives have any real significance? Well, that depends. On what? On whether or not God exists. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that my life has no significance because I don't believe in God? No, not at all. I'm saying that if God doesn't exist, it doesn't matter what you believe. Our lives would have no objective meaning, value or purpose. Many atheists themselves recognize this. If atheism is true, life is absurd. Okay, and why do they think that? To begin with, if God does not exist, then the physical universe is all there is. Which means you and I are just accidental byproducts of nature. Right. So? That means we were not intentionally designed. So there's no purpose for us being here. Whoa. It gets worse. If God does not exist, there is no absolute standard of moral value. You've heard of Richard Dawkins, the atheist. He points out that in a materialistic universe, there is at bottom no design, no purpose, no evil, no good, nothing but pointless indifference. So you're saying atheists can't be good people? No, I'm not saying that. Many atheists live good lives. What I'm saying is atheism fails to provide an objective basis for saying any particular action is good or evil. Oh, come on. After millions of years of sociobiological evolution, humans have developed a sense of morality. We all know it's good to feed a hungry child and bad to torture someone for fun. Of course we do. But that's precisely what atheism cannot explain. If there's no God, then what we consider right or wrong is nothing more than an accident of evolution or a human social convention. So what? I'm good with that. Really? Evolution implies survival of the fittest, not morality. And social convention means that racism, intolerance and cruelty are not really wrong. They just happen to be unpopular. Okay, so atheists need to come up with some objective standard for rights and wrongs. How about this? If an action leads to human flourishing, then we can say it's objectively good. And if it doesn't, it's objectively evil. But why think that human flourishing is good? Aren't you being species-centric? Why not refer instead to the flourishing of rats or cabbages? Well, uh... And who gets to decide what contributes to human flourishing? Hitler was convinced killing millions of Jews would promote human flourishing. And Margaret Sanger thought forcing poor people to be sterilized would lead to human flourishing. As Guy Nielsen points out, pure practical reason will not take you to morality. So if atheism is true, there is no legitimate basis for saying that behaving one way is worse than behaving any other way. So it really doesn't matter how you live your life. Your day-to-day -day choices are meaningless. That's depressing. 
So if there's no God, what happens when you die? Well, nothing. You simply cease to exist. Right. So one person lives a kind, generous, thoughtful life. Another lives a horrible, violent, selfish life. It doesn't matter. In both cases, the outcome is the same. Nothingness. So how can their life choices have any objective meaning? Well, it's certainly meaningful if I discover a cure for cancer or save a child's life. I agree completely. But atheism can't explain why. Scientists predict that eventually the whole universe and mankind with it will die out. So everything comes to nothing. That's why atheist Bertrand Russell says we must build our lives on the firm foundation of despair. No thanks. I'd rather live a happy life. You're not alone. Every atheist has to choose between being happy or being consistent. You can tell the whole world you're an atheist, but you can't really live like one. Okay, so you're a Christian. If your God did exist, how would that change anything? If Christianity is true, then each one of us is here for a reason. And life does not end at the grave. And God, he's the absolute standard of goodness. He knows you, he loves you, and he intentionally created you. So your life ultimately does have objective meaning, value, and purpose. That means you can live a life that's both happy and consistent. Well, that doesn't prove Christianity's true. Agreed. I'm simply pointing out that for Christians, living a life that is both happy and consistent is possible. For atheists, it's not. So what are you going to choose? Amen. Isn't that a powerful video? You know, if God let him be God, his word is our standard. We don't get to choose what the standard is. Let me tell you something. When your reasoning is wrong, you make wrong decision. Let me repeat that again. When your reasoning is wrong, you make wrong decision. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You are not what you think you are, but you are what you think. That's why you have to sanitize your mind. That's why you have to teach yourself to reason. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 8. Okay. Going to go there right now. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 8. Speaking to Christian. Speaking to born again believers. Speaking to people that have been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 8 says, For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things on the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. No, indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So what does it mean to be carnally minded? Have you ever heard of this translation called TL translation? Tim's Lee translation. So what it means? It means if you reason like the world is death, 
Amen. To be spiritual minded is life and peace. Translation, TL translation means to be reasoning like Christ is life and peace. Amen. So here's the question, how do we reason? Or do we reason at all? I think it was a statistic that said 95% of the people don't reason. Only 5% reason. Amen. Just put on autopilot. I want to reason. I want to know the philosophy, the understanding of why I do the things that I do. Amen. Again, I say again, you know, we all got to have good reasoning skills. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You see, Sam, if mistake was to reason using the five senses. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 tells us, Then when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. This was a sinful and rash, irrational. She was trying to use a fallible standard to judge an infallible one. Okay? Reason is no a substitute for God. Rather, it is a gift from God. Okay, I want you to be very clear about this. Amen. And God is a rational God. Amen. Amen. If God is not rational, you and I got an issue. <laughs> He's not a dictator. He reasoned with us. Amen. Okay, we are commanded to seek wisdom and understand. God wants us to use the mind that He has given to us. You know, my brother always says, use your brain, use your brain. <laughs> like like Kang. he say, hey, he tell me this. Hey, your brain is not good only just to separate your two years, you know. Use your brain. So some people, you know what, go, you know, when someone say this, oh, I, I pray and God, uh, God spoke to me to order Big Mac. I like, wait a minute. You know, God give you a brain to think. You know, if you are fat, I may not recommend you to take Big Mac. You have to come to your senses. Amen. Uh, are you with me here again? Amen. You, you, you got to know yourself. You got to know how, whether this is good for you. Amen. And God expects us to use our brain. <laughs> Amen. And a spiritual-minded person is a person whose thoughts and belief attitudes, you know, worldview are, and reasoning are governed by Scripture under the direct control of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay? So we need to reason well. Amen. Let, let, let's, let, let me give you a symptom of the world wisdom or the world way of reasoning. James chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. James chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. There's a few words here that we're going to look into and we're going to unpack this verse. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. The wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, is sensual, is devilish. Well, that's a strong word. <laughs> okay, so, so what is the word bitter envying? Okay, it's really self-glory. When you put yourself as the lawgiver, that you call the shots, amen. Oh, you know what? The word didn't say that. Lah. You know what? Uh, 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 I think the, school, the church is a little bit old-fashioned. Uh, 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 and then you start to, to pick and choose what you feel that is good for you. This is not a buffet spread. 
If you believe everything that is found in the Word of God, you believe everything. Even though it makes me uncomfortable. Hello? Whether you choose to believe it or not, it doesn't distinguish truth. Amen. Okay? So again, the word envy means selfish ambition, zeal, jealousy, to ball, bubble up. It's used, the word used is to describe a fanatical zeal for a cause. What is that cause? Me! Amen. Me! Don't tell me what's wrong. Tell me what I did was right. You know, we got to be careful. Self-glory. Amen. So again, you know, I, I saw a documentary I've mentioned this earlier, and 86, that way we get our moral standards from. All the moral standards is debatable from each culture. You know, again, everything can change. But the Bible tells us that God does not change. The Bible says there's no variableness, uh, 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 you know, and He doesn't cast a shadow. Amen. In James chapter 1, verse 17, talks about it, that, that God is good, that He is light. Light travels in straight line. Amen. There is no grayscale. Amen. That's why I choose to be absolute in the things that I wear. I choose with the spirit of modesty because God is a modest God. I choose even the clothes that I wear is gender distinction. The more so because the times that we are living in you know, there are times, you know, in the coffee shop, Starbucks, me and my daughter will sit there. I say, what do you think? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What do you think? I mean, in times past, we, 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 we don't need to think whether, whether there's a gender distinction or not. But nowadays, we all look, what do you think? I don't know that. Because I represent God. And God, there is no variation. There is no, what do you think? When you see me, you know. And that's one of the reasons why I don't drink. Because the Bible says God will not tempt you. One out of ten people who drinks become alcoholics. I learned this from driving. I think it's 80 milligram of 100 ml. You'd be guilty of drinking, drunk driving. Especially when you're driving, your senses lose. And, and if my senses lose, guess what? I have no ability to say no. The Bible says be sober. There is no grayscale in the Bible. If you study the word of God, it's very clear. Oh, you say it's old school, our pastor. No, I, I can show you principles that is found in the Word. Amen. That's why I don't drink. I used to drink. But I never say I drink. I want to read the Bible. The more I drink, the more deep sea I become, the more crazy I become. And if you put an orange who drinks, oh Lord, they don't know what their limit. <laughs> I mean, come on, they say, oh, I know my limit. How can you know your limit when you drink and then you're not sober anymore? And you're driving home? Point. I say that, oh, pastor, you are the, it's found in the word. Amen. I mean, why God want to tell me? 
I mean, it, either this is it or this is not. Okay? So again, you know, we got to be careful. Oh, oh but, but I don't fit my culture. Like, I, 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 I go into this uh, party. You know what? Uh, I don't fit my culture. Like. You know what, brother? I mean, businessman. I met him in Australia. He says that when he go meet his client, all his clients know that he's a person that is straight. He's a pastor. He walk in and, and he walk in and, and, and every time when they order dinner for him, oh, this guy drink Coke. And he still can get his sales. Oh Lord, help me here. It's getting quiet in the house of the Lord. You know what? Let me tell you something. I want, as a representation of Jesus Christ, ambassadors of our Lord Jesus Christ, I want to pave a path for my daughter to see. I've never seen my dad drink. I've never seen my dad smoke. He paved the way for me because I am a living testimony for her to see. You know, my dad, you know, I, I, I just remember my dad, you know, at the end, he was around 45 years old. He was a chain smoker. And I asked that, Dad, if smoking is wrong, why do you smoke? You know, for a 45-year-old man, he quit smoking. And he dawned on him, I'm not giving a good example to my children. And he quit smoking at the age of 45 years old. That's tough, you know. And he quit social drinking all the more because, you know, Dad, you drink what? And then it, now I don't. You see, we are leaving a legacy for our children to see what that straight line is. Amen. Everybody say praise. Everybody is flirting with the line. Stay on the line. You know what? Don't flirt around with it. God's law is not my law. Has a purpose. Has, 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 it will build families. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 12. I, I love this. You know, again, James chapter 4 verse 12. There is, come on, everybody say this. There is only one lawgiver. You are not a lawgiver. I am not. Because it is written, the end. Amen. I'm so glad to be a part of the United Pentecostal Church International. They were one of those group of people that have maintained their standards. Every one of the denomination groups are taking out slowly convictions after convictions. I mean, hey, if we believe that we are the people of truth, then why do we need to change standards or revision, revise the, what do you call that, the the statement of faith. The Bible needs no revision. Everybody say amen. It's either sheep up or you're guilty. Amen. First Corinthians again, you know, I, I, I shared this with people. John chapter 3 talk about three must. that every Christian need to understand in order to have victory life. Three must. You read John. You must be born again. Born of water and spirit. You must be born again. Water and spirit. Okay? And the one last. You must be lifted high. Our job is to glorify God. The chief purpose of humanity is not to 
create an image of God, but to glorify God. He must be lifted up. My life must be one that portrays Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. That's where I have to base on His standard to live. And then the next point of un, un, unpacking is this word strive. The word strive means extreme selfish, strive contentiousness, a party, a party spirit. You know, again, uh, we got to be careful in the times that we live in, that people rather want to belong and have a party. You know, again, uh, people is concerned about their own reputation. When the Bible say in Philippians talks about he made himself of no reputation and he became a servant. Amen. So, so is it worth it to throw away? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to throw in your birthrights? Are you going to trade your birthrights for the things that is temporal? Remember the story of Esau? He traded his birthrights. I mean, this is the time that we are living in and, and there is strife because you know why there's strife, there's contention. I'm fed up, I have to choose. Yes, you have to choose. Now, the more so we have to choose what is right, the more we must have a voice, the more we can sit down and keep quiet, but all the more we can reason with people and say, hey, I got a reason of hope. You know, this is why I do not do the things that I do. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. You know, again, I hope you are getting this. That, that again, we have to be the voice of the hour. We have to be like John the Baptist. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And because he spoke in truth, guess what happened? His head was on a silver platter. Amen. Then another thing, uh, the world wisdom, okay, was also self-exalting. Amen. The Bible says, glory not. Amen. To boast oneself to injure of a person or thing. Pride loves to boast. Again, listen very carefully. Some of us say we don't boast everything and stuff like that, but you put things up in a social media that contradicts the word. That's boasting. Stop it. Help pastors speak the same voice. One moment you behave this way, one moment you come to church, quite quiet. Some of us, God, it, it, it needs to tell you something is wrong when you have another new identity and you hide it from your church people. Amen. Come on. Either this is God or this is not. You're with me? Wave your hand at me. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to see that it is. Sometimes there's no easy way out to say, bro, sin. Bro, fornication. Bro, you are adulterer. You know, adultery is two persons, right? Right? It involves two persons. Come on, everybody say, rape is involved one person. Adultery is two persons. But you know what the scripture say? If you cause a brother as to sin because of his eyes, you committed adultery. You know, the way you wear clothes can commit adultery. Eh? Oh Lord, help me. <laughs> Hello? 
Everybody say, Amen. You still love me or not? Amen. I'm, I'm just being a daddy in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm still a pastor. You know what? I know this is making you uncomfortable. It should. Because it made me uncomfortable. And I love you. We are living in a times where there has no standard. Standard is debatable. You go from church to church, different standard one. But this church has always remained the same. I say again, that's why I'm preaching this. And, and everybody's going to talk about, oh no, pastor is going to talk about holiness. It's the beauty of holiness. Amen. I, I'm afraid that, that our culture is so afraid that we get beaten up. Come on. I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to this younger generation. The more the world is, is moving towards, I don't know what. I really don't understand. I mean, just look at Facebook. You have 50 genders. I'm like, what? Uh, what's the difference between transgender? What's the difference between lesbian? What's the difference? i like, wow, very confusing. Eh? In the beginning, God made Adam and Eve, not Steve. And then someone now, nowadays says, what's the pronouns? What's your pronoun? I say, pronoun? Huh? See me see pronouns. Uh, what's your pronoun? I say, huh, what's pronoun? Uh, normally people ask you, what's your sex? I mean, you don't even ask the question. Just look at me. I mean, if they tell me what's your sex, I, I get offended. I, say, Oi. I mean, Brother Eddie, he say, hey bro, what's your sex? What's your pronoun? You can't see it. I mean, I'm not trying to be critical here. Look at me. Does this look like a table? <laughs> Come on. But I, man, I look like, a, if I look something different, you need to tell me. <laughs> Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Come on. I, I'm just not trying to be difficult at all. But at the end of the day, we are supposed to be walking in the truth. If we are not the light, if, if, if the church becomes a shadow, how? How? I mean, you know what? When you walk in light, I, I think this is wrong. I think stealing is wrong. I, I think what you are doing is wrong. You can save a generation. Somebody's got to stand up for truth. But it means that, that I've got to do more study. Yes, I am doing so much study. Right now, I'm doing all the arguments that I can. That this politician or there's this young guy that, that talks about issues and he can debate. I'm taking a pen and a paper, writing down everything that he says and memorize and reasoning it myself. Because you know what? I owe to the world an answer. Because I don't want them to see us as idiots. That's why I appreciate the greens in the house. They see it and it is. I say, hey, 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 you, whatever you say, uh, it's still sin. Uh. <laughs> whatever you try to differentiate a twist, uh, it's sin. Uh. Don't like uncles, it's sin. Uh. You know, but now everybody is trying to redefine this word called sin. Redefine the word called marriage. Redefine this thing called family. Don't touch that. You touch that, that's going to be chaos. Then you're going to see a degeneration, a, 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 a digression of, of the, the whole nation of Singapore. And that's why the government is pleading us, speak up, so that we can fight your case. And I'm going to teach you how to speak up in a way that is respectful, in a way that we speak the truth in love, not hatred speech. 
Amen. Thank God that Singapore is still a conservative nation. But it will not last long. That's why I'm begging you, the next generation, don't keep quiet. You know what is so funny? They say they celebration the rights of the people, the rights of, 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 of them having, uh, 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 you know, a male and a male parents. But they don't celebrate the rights of a child who wants a male and a female parents. Where, why, why the disparity? Can't the one that's being adopted choose? This is not the standard, but they just throw them in, in the U.S. Wow. Everybody say praise the Lord. Again, slyness. The, the worldly wisdom, one of the symptoms is slyness. Lie not against the truth. You know, you know again, you know, we got to be careful that we, we walk in this path of, you know, deception. I, I, I don't know about you, but, but, but I've been watching some of these videos that they're putting out. Wow, very sad story talking about, you know, uh, uh, this and make me feel like lousy eh, for my stand. Amen. How, how many of you watch that video? Wow, the way they put the music soundtrack. Wow, wow like I'm very evil by making a stand. Eh. It can be deception. Amen. Playing on your feelings. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says the source of the world's wisdom is not from above. It's not based on biblical principle. In it, it is not from heaven. It is earthly. It is from the world. God say this kind of wisdom is foolish. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Amen. Man's wisdom comes from his carnality, that he is the ultimate law giver. What suits me? Kingdom. It's not his kingdom, it is my kingdom. And if you agree, we are one, we become our kingdom. Amen. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. And then the scripture says it is sensual, it is natural, it is sensual nature with a subjection to the appetite and passion. That it is devilish, it is demonic, it drives people apart, not together. Amen. You see again, let's unpack this scripture in Romans chapter 1 verse 22-26. We are seeing this happening right now. Romans chapter 1 verse 22-26. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, birds, four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the last of the hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this reason, God gave them up to vile passion. For even their woman exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. We are seeing this unfolding in the last days. Amen. You know, the Bible says that, that, that again, they are professing to be wise. They became fools, which means that it's proud and causes us to think that we are wise when we are fools. 
you know, I'm going to be showing. I'm still waiting for the permission. I'm going to show a video called What is a Woman? They asked the professor, give me a definition of what is a woman. They don't want to say. Professors. And then they said, so what? We are here just to determine what's truth. And the professor says, I don't like the word truth. Then this guy who is the reporter asked, then what we go to school for? If school, we cannot find out what is truth, then why are we here for paying millions of dollars for the education system? Amen. Then in verse 23, this is a scary part. Okay, to suit their belief, they change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men, birds, and four-footed animals and creeping things. So you know what? To suit their convictions, they profess they know God, but then they, can, they don't agree with the standards, so they change the image of God and call it, you all remember the story of the golden calf? They call it Yahweh. And the Bible says, you know, not, you, one of the Ten Commandments says that you should not create an image, an idol. A lot of times, the Jesus that we serve, is it a biblical Jesus? A lot of churches are calling it a Jesus that suits their needs, the Santa Claus Jesus. You know, I saw a video that's so funny. It says this, you know, uh, my wife is like a, Treat me like a god. He said, why? He said, you know, only when he needs me, then he pray. Only when my wife needs me, then she call me. That sounds like us, isn't it? Only when we need him, then we call him. But we don't leave our values according to his standard. Amen. Then, again, you know, uh, this is the very part where I'm very concerned about just because you don't ca get caught. Listen, young people, listen. Your sin will find you out. You think you can hide, but God will reveal it in the last days. I, I know Brother Willoughby said this, I feel something checked in my spirit about this person. Don't worry about it. God will expose him when the time comes. He will expose it. He will. So it's a matter of time, whether it's a crack in a relationship, it's a matter of time that it will all be manifest because it's not based, that relationship is not based on biblical foundation. It's a matter of time it will crack under the pressure of this life. It's a matter of time. That's why the scripture says, never use a novice in the king, uh, as leadership. They need to be time-tested. They need to be tested under the fury trials of this thing called life and see what they are really made of. Amen. Then some people will start to change the image to make themselves feel good. I don't, I don't like this conviction. You know what? I thought God's, God's, God's house is all about love. I thought, I, I, it's called goofy kind of love because it doesn't rejoice in truth. It doesn't speak the truth in love. You know, it's just like, you know what? Uh, tell me I don't have cancer when the sign shows that you have cancer. I love this doctor. You know why? He say I'm fit. But the sign, you have a, you have, you, you have a, a, a tumor so big. Oh, this is nothing. This is normal. 
Wow. An image. You know, that's the part that I, 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 I'm very careful about, you know. That's why I love songs that have words in it, especially songs that have words. Because nowadays, songs go, oh, oh, ah, ah, ee, ee, ah, ah. You know, no, no word one there. You know, that's why I told my wife, you know, if we're going to look for songs, songs that are biblical, songs that don't say, I'm a friend of God. I'm, not everybody is a friend of God. Amen. Are, are you with me here? You know, you know what I'm saying? That you give you that false illusion that, oh, God is my friend. No, oh, come, I use you. God is my friend. Okay, God is my friend. I, I'm going to put you down like that, okay? Oh, God is my friend. I can lead him everywhere. He's my friend, ma. And only when I need him, hey, God, please, uh, help me. Uh. But then other than that, oh, he's my friend. He's not your Lord. He's your friend. Be careful. Thank you, Brother Jonah. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. Oh, here and then it here comes it dishonor and abuse your own body. Okay, again, you know people they have no self control. They have this thing called lust. You know when 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 you lose your temper, it's a lust issue. Amen. That that you lose control. And when the Bible says uh, uh, the reason why you have quarreling is because you know why. You ask but receive not. Or, or you, 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 you did not get your way. Okay? You did not get your way. And when you don't get your way, guess what happened? You know, uh, sometimes you dishonor the body. This can mean verbal. The body of Christ. Or it can mean also abuse your own human body. That you uh, have appetites that, that, that you will go out of control. That's where porn addiction, that's where all these things comes in. Amen. Because there is, there, there, there is no control no more. There's no God. You are your own God. And when you are your own God and you create an image, anything can. Nah. There's no boundaries. There's no appetite. There's no guidelines. There's no boundaries at all. You know, was, I saw a thought that it really, really, you don't know when I know you are matured, when you set up boundaries for yourself. That's when you know that you are boundaries. Not because the church set up boundaries for you. Like, I mean, Asher, you, you, you can tell your dad, Dad, oh, you better take the iPad, uh, 10 o'clock already. <laughs> well, you see the father so happy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you, you, you put boundaries. How do you know your children have grown up? You know what the father say? Uh, take one more hour. Nah, take, no, nah, I trust you. Wow. And you young people that all this, all lovey-dovey one, huh? Boundaries, eh? boundaries, eh? And parents get involved. Hey, hey, why you come back so late? Hey, you haven't got married yet, eh? <laughs> Don't ask me to do your bad word, eh? I'm like, ooh, I, I will sure say one. <laughs> Amen. So you want to drive my car? Okay. Turn on, you'll find my iPhone. <laughs> Truth can stand investigation. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Why? Because we don't want to dishonor and abuse their body. Because one time, if you open that appetite, it's very hard to close it. If you tasted the goodness of sex, and it's good in the context of a marriage, 
Y'all looking at me real strange. But if you open it up, it's very hard to close it. That's why you abuse your own body. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And it causes you to lose common sense. For this reason, they gave up the vile passions and for even their woman exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. You see, what happened is this. Your body begins to play punk on you. It feels so good. How can it be so wrong? It feels so good. How can it be so wrong? That you are not using common sense. Don't work right. There comes a point when you go to a point of no return. It will only escalate. It will only go deeper. When you taste the goodness of it, no amount of common sense will stop you. Just, uh, uh, it's just like you go so deep. And it feels like love. Lust is not love. Love can wait. Love thinks for the person's benefit. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. And then also it creates an identity crisis. It creates sexual confusion and corruption. Amen. Then you start to wonder, is, is the word of the Lord, is, you know, I don't know who I am. And then you live like, like double-minded, unstable, it's on its ways. God cannot even count on you because you have not made up your mind whose identity is sexual identity. All these things all go chaotic. It was meant to be simple. Just make him God and everything is settled. Lord, help us. Amen. Carnal reasoning centers and focuses upon the earth. It follows the nature of man, man of the earth instead of God and his word. It teaches great ideas, principles of the earth instead of God and his word. It challenges people to seek after the aims of the earth and its leaders instead of the aims of God and his word. It focuses upon life now, life upon this earth, and neglects life eternal. Wow. The point is this. I'm not saying that great ideas and goals of the earth are all wrong. But here's what I'm saying. The point is that heavenly wisdom and the wisdom of God and His Word are basis of true reasoning and wisdom. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, are you with me? I will talk about godly wisdom next week. But here's something that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about a story about when the people wanted to do things their own way. Okay? When the people wanted. There's a story that is very popular. You all remember the story about Samuel? Amen. You know, when the people wanted to have their own king. Let's, let's talk about it. First Samuel chapter 8, verse 4 and 5. Amen. It goes like this. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us. Like, no, underline the word, like all the nations. I want to be like the world. I want to be like the world. Then 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 20. Then we also may be like all the nations that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Amen. The elders went to approach Samuel and said, we want to be like the world. 
Amen. Again, they want to condition themselves like the world. They want to, they, 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 they want to have that carnality in them. They wanted their own ways. So here's my question. Why do God's people today want to be like this world, like everyone else? Number one, write this down. They want to be accepted or part of the crowd. They want to be accepted or part of the crowd. God says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of God who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. Remember this, I am not, uh, we sang the song, I am not from this world. Jesus Christ is coming back again. Remember this, if they make you uncomfortable in this world, remind yourself, I am not from this world. Amen. Their values are totally different. Number two, they don't want to be considered foolish or fanatical. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonoured. Amen. Again, there are times where we have to stand for what's right and not be swayed away by popular opinion. Amen. I hope your morals are not dictated by, by talk show, reality talk show, but like Alan. Amen. Number three, they don't want to be considered odd or peculiar when God says you are a special people, a chosen race. Number four, oh, here's a good one. This one is so really important. They desire to be popular. Social media. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, we respond gently when evil things are said about us. Yet we are treated like the worst garbage, like everybody's trash, right up to the present moment. Amen. Some of the hate speeches that's coming up from these people, even though we try to rationalize with them, they attack us. Number five, they don't want to be mocked or hated. God says, Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, and you will be hated for. You know what? Let's, let's, let's read. Matthew chapter 10, verse 22 again. He said, and you will be hated. Not you, maybe, be hated by my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. It's the part that we all don't like about the Christianity. Amen. Again, God is not looking for part-time followers. I say again, God is not looking for part-time followers. Even I don't want to look for part-time lovers. You all want a part-time lover? You know, I think it's, it's TV Wonder and you and me, part-time lover. I don't want a part-time lover. I want a married. I want to be married to a wife that is full-time lover. Amen. You, you got to make up your mind. In fact, you know, it's such a big deal that we also ask the person to consider the one they marry. Are they full-time? You know, if you full-time, ask them the question. You give me permission to see your giving or not? That will tell whether you are full-time or not. 
and what you call it. Amen. I want to know whether you are on or not. Because if you are not on, then we will fight one there. I'd rather not start and complicate it to have children. Amen. On or not? On. Well, on, I think first I die already. I say, huh? But we have four children. That's why you got to be on all the way. I'm going all the way. I told my wife, I cannot guarantee you a nice landed property. I cannot guarantee those things at all. But I guarantee you, I on with Jesus all the way. Amen. As long as that's okay, on the Allah, we're going to conquer the world. If that's on, on fire. Amen. If I'm not on fire, you better light the fire. Amen. I like your fire, you light my fire and we burn. <laughs> Amen. Everybody will see Jesus. Come on. That is the attitude that we should take about, hey, you know, if not on, I don't want to create, not on it. You know, when I'm not on, you will create generation that is confused. Eh? Hello? Come on. I, I'm, I'm just telling you. You see, all it takes a boiling water to be lukewarm is just cold water. Just a little bit will make it lukewarm. If I 100% and she 50% equals what? 75% there. Eh? You know what? You save a lot of trouble by ending it. Oh Lord, help me. Amen. You know, I'm not looking for people that, 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 that want to go so... You know what? I, I, I'll tell you this, right? People who on, you just say, okay. Uh, um, you know, people who on, it's like, okay, if I can say, Elvin, Elvin, come here, come here, come, come down. Uh, you, you, you can run down, uh. LV is on when it comes to fitness one. Eh? If I ask him to go exercise, right? You know what he will do? Eh? He was very on one. Eh? He will wear a, gel, a, a, a 10 kilogram vest. I didn't ask him. I said to be fit. Eh? But when, you know, when you are super on, eh? okay? You tell them 7.30, eh? they come at what? 8. Eh, sorry, uh, 6. Not 8. <laughs> 6. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Honor. Have you ever seen, well, you're very honorable. <laughs> but if you look at somebody, you don't know whether he's on, then he's not on. You can tell one. You know what? Are you, are you, why? Because you know what? They will end up making you your God. And you are a very bad God. Leh. Human beings make lousy gods. Leh. There are times when my wife asks me, I say, oh, you think I'm the Holy Spirit? I cannot create all things. Leh. I cannot be ever present for you. Leh. I cannot be omnipresent. I cannot be all-knowing. So, so you better tell me the truth. Nothing but the truth. <laughs> My wife say chill. So, so again, like what I say, oh Lord, help us. I'm not just trying to be difficult, trying to be old-fashioned. That is the truth. I speak the truth in love. Amen. Everybody say amen. At the end of the day, the world your children needs to know. You know, and, and I, I recently I thought about something, you know, and I'm very glad for, you know, again, I, I, I'm going to acknowledge this. I am very glad for the green people. Because it will tell you as it is. You know, I'm glad for my daughter. But she tells me and reminds me about convictions. 
about that, huh? And then, you know what? It tells me that she's reasoned, she has reasoned well. You know, you, you want people to be able to reason well. But I don't want to do this. But I don't want to do this. Look for someone who put boundaries on themselves. I don't want. I don't want to put myself in a difficult place. You know, when, when everybody is drinking, you say, I don't want. You know, I don't want. I mean, I, I don't like to be in that conversation because it's all gossip. You know, God gave me a word. You know, in gathering especially, the Ten Commandments of gathering. When you gather together as friends, what are the Ten Commandments? It's so crucial. It's so crucial to have the Ten Commandments. That same Ten Commandments works. And that's why when you don't practice these Ten Commandments, it goes crazy. Someone will put an image of a God that is not true. So again, I, 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 I want us to understand that, that, you know, we want to be the people who walks in truth. Amen. That makes, that conversation makes me uncomfortable. So, so how do I learn to stand for God? Number one, have a right kind of relationship with God. Amen. Have a right kind of relationship. Make sure that the God that you serve is a God of holiness. It's a God that loves. It's a God of grace. It's a God of, of justice. It's a God that is true. It's a God that's, that, that, that sometimes I am uncomfortable by the things that He say, but it's the truth. Number two, have good relationship with the right kind of people. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He that walketh with a wise man shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Some people are just playmates. Amen. Here's something, word of wisdom for those couple. Elvin, this is a word for you. Don't look for advice from people that you see that they, about relationship huh, with your wife when their relationship with their wife is suffering. Okay? Amen. Number three. Have a right relationship with the Scripture. What does the Word of God say? Is the Word quiet about this topic? Is the Word quiet about this topic? Is the Word quiet about double-mindedness? Is the Word quiet about this area? If not, let's study it. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And number four, have a proper perspective of what true wisdom is, where you get it. We are not to base on our life on TikTok. Let me repeat that again. We are not to base on life. Three reasons why that you have this problem. Number one, number two, and for the third point, see my next video. Wow, I was angry. Eh? Then I got to wait for a while. Then never come out. Eh? I wait, wait, wait. I, I, because I'm looking for tips about dogs. Eh? So I said, three reasons how to leash your dog. One, two, and for the next video, you see the next one. Okay? We are not supposed to talk to, you know, some people out there that you also never know whether the, 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 the credentials is true or not. I'm Dr. Timothy Lee. 
I come from my own university and I'm an expert in being a dog trainer. No, I'm not. Television talk host, Dr. Phil, and all those things that you can find. Amen. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He takes the wise in their own craftiness. At the end of the day, if it contradicts the word, beware. Talk to someone else. You know, our place, your home should be a reference point. You know, I love it when, when, when Sean, when Abby and Adora will talk to you. Dad, what do you think? So I always ask them, is the word silent about this matter? Amen. I have to point them back to the word. Because daddy will not last forever. But the word of God will definitely outlast daddy. And I want to make them have godly decision based on the word. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you all with me here again? Again, you know, I, I don't mean to offend you in any way at all, please. But again, this is reasonable truth. Our faith is one that is reasonable. Come on, not your say, say, aren't you glad that our faith is reasonable? Come on, look at them. Y'all don't look convinced that eh? it is reasonable. You know, again, God wants us to flourish as a human race. Thank you. I mean, God wants us to flourish. God wants our community to be strong, to be, you know, whether you call it conservative, but hey, it lasts for how many thousands of years? And they have not changed the definition of this word called family. It has lasted to this day. So it works. It has been time-tested. These things that are coming out have never been time-tested. They are making us guinea pigs. You know, just because it's social media, anybody just promoting it, got to be careful. I trust in the validity of the Word of God and the Word of God still works. Why don't we stand? Amen. Uh, again, you know, I, I'm asking you today, you know, uh, we watch videos. We, I, I'm hopeful that pastor can reason with you. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on. God's word is so clear. It is so clear. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I... Come on, just lift your hands all over this place. Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while. Let the Holy Spirit come. Spirit of truth come. Father, we cannot worship you unless we worship you in spirit and in truth and let the spirit of truth come. Father, I pray right now, God, this generation, I pray for this generation, I pray, God, for our generation, I pray for every generation to be a generation of truth. Come on, just leave your voice. God, give us the bonus, give us the courage, Lord, to teach, to defend truth, to give a reason of our hope. Father, right now, Jesus, Lord, it cannot cause us, God, God, to be lazy. We've we, we got to know how to defend our faith. We know how to speak it in such a way, God, that it makes sense to the world, Father. Lord, the world is becoming irrational and God, it is hard fitting in right now. Lord, it is hard fitting in. I pray for our children. Can we just pray for our grandchildren and our children who are in the education system right now? 
God, I pray, God, right now, Lord, Lord, I cannot prevent them to teach, Lord, what humanistic thinking to my children, but God, I can teach them, oh God, right now, what to choose, Father. And I pray, God, right now, God, Lord, that, that at home, let home, God, be a place that we teach what is truth. Come on, just leave your hands for a moment right now. God, truth always wins, Father. Lord, truth is not just for this life, but God is for eternity, God. The Word of God will remain. The Word of God is unshakable. Lord, in the times that we are living in shaky times, where there's rumours of war, or where there's a pandemic, God, everywhere, I pray, God, that we will establish our lives upon the foundation of the Word. Come on, grab a hold of your loved one. Grab a hold of somebody. God, every decisions that we want to make, God, let it be made, God. Lord, Lord, I pray, God, if the word of God says it, we'll do it, Lord, right now. Come on, just, just pray right now. Lord, give me the courage, oh God, to address issues, God. God, that is beyond me, Father, right now. We have a responsibility to be the light and the salt of this earth. So, Lord Jesus, help us. Help us right now. Come on. Lord, I pray, God, for our homes to be established on the firm foundation of the word, God. Lord, that the last days, God, anything that is shaken will be shaken. But God, those that build their lives upon truth, those that build their life upon the word, Lord, will remain, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God. Storms will come. But God, as long as we build on a sure foundation, as long as we are grounded in the word, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just, just lift your voice right now. Come on, just pray for your children right now. Pray for your children's children. There has got to be a line, Father. Lord, that line cannot be a blurry one. That line's got to be clear. God, for this generation, that they will not entertain God, anything God that is unlike you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. Come on, just lift your hands right now. Ask God to give us that bonus. Ask God to give them wisdom. Lord, raise up teachers. Raise up God, prophets. God, raise up God, the apostles. Raise up, Lord. Right now, God, we need those gifts. God, teachers to rise up, God, to defend the faith, God, like never before. Lord, that we will make it so clear, God, for our brothers and our sisters, God. Lord, that we will become one, Lord, one, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Agree with me right now, Father, right now. Father, agree. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, let this church continue to stand for truth. Let it continue to have 
boundaries and convictions, God, Lord, that were given to us that made us who we are. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in the last days, the Bible says anything that can be shaken will be shaken until the only thing that cannot shake is the Word of God. I'm asking the church right now to invest time. I'm asking the church, you know, we're going to be introducing a lot of new stuff that's going online. You know, especially about parenting and so forth. You know, in these last days, you know, one of the things that I encourage parents to teach at an early stage is this thing called worship and obedience. Amen. I'm not talking about false obedience. I'm talking about worship obedience that you will present yourself as living sacrifice. I'm asking you to even study so that you will know how to give an answer to your children. How many of you know that, you know, when your children go to school, you go back to school also? Amen. Come on, raise your hands. You know, even, you know, I'm going to be a grandparent. I think that me and my wife will have to teach, uh, you know, our children mathematics that we were never taught before. But, but we are willing to inconvenience ourselves to learn the new mathematics, which I don't understand. Nobody talks like that. But anyway, that's not for me. But, but how about studying the Word of God to give an answer to your children? So that they know how to give the answer to their friends and their friends will see the light. Instead of just, oh, 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 oh. You know what? Our faith is such a powerful faith that it can, it can influence rather than allow it influence our children. This faith that I'm talking about is contagious. Everybody say Amen. This faith that I'm talking about has the power to protect our children. This faith that I'm talking about can turn schools into a prayer meeting. Oh, Brother Sam, when you sent me that video about ACS, about the Holy Ghost outpouring, you know, have, how many of you have saw that video tape yet about the Holy Ghost outpouring in ACS, about, about, about not only in the ACS, but in Swiss Cottage, in all these areas that the Holy Ghost fall in a prayer meeting. They begin to speak in tongues. If God can do that, at what year was that? 19 what? 1970, God moves. Because a bunch of young people who knows how to defend the faith stood up for what's right. Holy Ghost fell. And many of these people where the Holy Ghost fell are church leaders today. You know, I, I, I say, God, you're coming back again. Teachers, you're going to have prayer meetings in your schools. You're going to change the culture, I'm saying again. Don't underestimate your power of your influence and your prayer life. Amen. I, I say again, I want to see, I want to see schools break out into prayer, break out into churches. Amen. I believe that in the last days this will happen. I believe in the last days this will happen. Amen. But, but there is a kind of pressure and it's a test for you. Will you be the light? Will you lay hands on people and pray? The greatest revivals are found in the schools. Amen. I, I, I say again, I believe it with all my heart.
that God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. The timing is not yet because you are being pressured and you are being tested. But when you come out as gold, the anointing comes. Amen. Can we just lift our hands? Let's pray for all our school teachers right now. Come on, schools, right now, break up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, light the fire again. Lord, let there be an outpouring of your Spirit, God, over our universities, God. God, over our schools right now. Lord, that you will raise up the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the pastors right now in the last days in our schools. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that there will be a breakout, God that the Holy Ghost will begin to pour. Lord, that they begin to become radical, God, for you, Jesus. They go back to the roots, God, of the beginning, the books of Acts. Come on, speak it out right now. Prophesy. And the sons and daughters should prophesy. Come on. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give Him honor. Father, your word says you will confirm your word with miracles, signs and wonders. As we, the people of your name and the people of your word stand and share the word of word to God, Lord, confirm it with miracles, signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Let's give him praise. Amen. Look at your neighbor, slow down and look at them and say, I so appreciate you. Amen. God bless you.